Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 110 for your listening pleasure. It's Wednesday, so that can mean it is time for your weekly JRPG fix. We've got a ton of stories to talk about today. Nothing too major or life-changing. Um, we are <laughs> we are now in that uh past period of ff7 remake out in the world so we don't have the weekly stories of of delays or or different happenings in that world although it is still in the news but uh, we've got some big titles to look forward to and that's kind of actually where i wanted to start off today's podcast is talking about uh, quickly the first or two games that are out right now it just got released and that is trials of mana and then uh, just um, yesterday, actually, we got uh, Sakura Wars is now out. So you've got plenty of options for uh, JRPGs. Um, I haven't got a chance to play Trials of Mana yet. I'm I'm still I want to get through uh, Royal before picking up another game. So I don't know if it's going to be Mana or if I wait long enough uh, until Xenoblade Chronicles comes out for the Switch in one month what are you guys playing right now let me know over on the facebook page or you can comment on the youtube video what uh, game you're getting into at the moment uh speaking of uh and i never i've always actually growing up always called it uh, sakura wars and i believe it's actually supposed to be sakura wars whatever it's called however you say it uh it is out and I uh, got a new launch trailer to go along with that. Of course, you can't release a game without having a launch trailer, it seems like. And I will, uh, I shared this link over on Facebook uh, for that launch trailer. But you can also check out the website that that comes from. That is rpgamer.com. And they've got a review up for it. Uh, there's Obviously, you can check out tons of reviews, tons of places. But I trust these guys and gals over there. And um, this is Joshua Carpenter did a review for the game. And I'll just read you um, his last summary and what he gave it. Uh, He says, I've had a soft place in my heart for uh, Sakura Wars since I was first introduced to this series a decade ago. I personally lament the change to an an action game, especially since it seems to to make it feel a bit more dialogue-heavy without the lengthy strategy sections to balance out the gameplay. However, and let me go, I'll go ahead and say it wrong again. Uh, Sakura Wars has always been about the characters interacting via the lips system and experiencing some insane, over-the-top anime antics. In that respect, the game recaptures the spirit of earlier entries and is a perfect bit of RPG comfort food to brighten your soul. So, sounds like he does not like the heavy action that the game has turned into. However, it still has all those systems and um, looks the part of uh, what he was looking for as a longtime fan of the series. Uh, in terms of a overall score, he gave it a 3.5 out of 5, which is on their scale good. Uh, it's, in terms of difficulty, it actually says it's very easy. Um, it's in that 20 to 40 hour range of a game, so not too long at all. Uh, pros for it, a beautiful steampunk Tokyo 
negative, uh, occasional camera letdowns. That's pretty much any game. Uh, following subtitles during action scenes is challenging. So I believe this is in Japanese only. There's no English voiceover action <laughs> action um, option for you. So if you're uh, on the fence on which one to pick up, I can tell you just from playing the demo that my choice would be Trolls of Fauna as I fell in love with that one pretty quickly. But there are a lot of fans like Mr. Carpenter who have been waiting for a long one. I believe he said the last one was quite a while ago. Um, more than 10 years after the events of uh, Sakura Wars. So long, my love. So, yeah, so you can check out the launch trailer that goes along with that one. Um, it is a reboot and actually says it's, uh, it takes place 12 years after the events of that one. Um. But then right here says the only other game in the series to have been released in English. So maybe the, uh, he was playing through it with the uh, uh, original Japanese audio as well. I thought I'd saw English in there, so that, that makes more sense. But yeah, if, if you were trying to uh, keep the English voice or the Japanese voiceovers with the English subtitles, that would be pretty hard. That's one thing I've always found difficult in a lot of animes is especially more action-based ones. You're trying to watch what's going on on the screen and then <laughs> trying to read at the same time. It can get a little crazy, um, to say the least. Um, uh, I just mentioned the other game I am looking forward to in a month, and that is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. We are right now exactly a month away from that release, as today is April the 29th. And... Uh, they released 21 new images to go along um, with this. Uh, we may get some sort of launch trailer here in a little bit. Of course, they just had that Nintendo Direct where they showed, showed it off. So you know how Nintendo does things. We may not actually see much from them for a while. Uh, it featured the characters uh, Shulk, Fiora, Rin, Dunbar, Sharla, Mela, and Riki. I believe that's how you would say those uh, names. I actually made a short little, about three minute video with these images in a slideshow type format. You can check that out on the JRPG Report YouTube page. And it features, um, what was the name of it? No uh, Enemy Encounters Yet Again or something, something to that effect. Uh, one of the first tracks from the official soundtrack. So I thought that was pretty cool putting those things together. And seeing some of the images you're going to be seeing quite a lot of in that game. I am looking forward to it. As you all well know by now, I am a giant fan of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, put 275 hours into that one. So I am looking forward to this one that I just I didn't have the Wii. I didn't have the new 3DS for it. And I am actually quite glad I waited for this version as it looks really well done. It looks, um, if you go back and especially take, take a look at the, uh, the Wii footage of this game, it didn't look pretty, but they have done a excellent job of bringing this one up to the, uh, 21st century <laughs> in terms of graphics. It looks pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. Uh, we got 
got uh, we got a couple quick things to kind of go through here. We'll go through them kind of quickly. Uh, Atelier Raza and Ever Dark Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout reached another sales milestone. Uh, it's now the highest selling Atelier game in the series and has uh, reached f- physical and digital sales of over four hundred and twenty thousand. Which living in the world of of like FF7 remake selling three and a half million copies in the first three days, you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is nothing. This is a big deal for Gust. Um, being the highest selling game in its series, and not only a game that I really liked, but a lot of people really liked. Um, it could be kind of one of those turning points, and you know, Atelier's been around for so long. You kind of, at some point, you feel like, well, I mean, what are we doing here? So I think this game kind of justifies the the changes they made to it, and uh, hopefully they'll keep making those changes. I would dare say, knowing them, I bet we get one more Atelier game on this current hardware. That I wouldn't put it past them that even once PS5 is out, they would release a game for uh, PS4 then maybe they can make the change to the new hardware. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of just a, a quick note on that one. Uh, quickly as well, Octopath Traveler is now available for... Do you see it? Stadia? Is that how you pronounce the system name from Google? Uh, S-T-A-D-I-A? I'm not sure. Well, um, it is now available for that, the turn-based... RPG first launched back on the Switch in July 2018, came out on Steam June 2019, so now it is available on yet another um, system. I didn't see pricing for that one uh, just yet, but uh, if you are one of those uh, owners of Stadia, you can pick this one up and play it anytime you wish. We got some news. The uh, I'm sorry, I've, I've lost my uh, <laughs> I lost my place here. Uh, we did get some bad news. Uh, it's COVID nineteen has uh, struck again, and this um, delayed for Sword Art Online Alicization Lycris. It was originally supposed to come out July. Um, what well, it was really. It is now coming out July 9th in Japan, July 10th in the West. It was originally supposed to come out in late May, but they've already said it's going to be delayed a little bit further. I think they're pretty far along in this one, but yeah, just uh, delays keep keep a coming for just about everything. I've I've been afraid and waiting for something to, to be affecting Xenoblade Chronicles, but I've actually not heard anything to that effect. I mean, of course, Trials of Mana and uh, Sakura Wars both came out on its release date, so we didn't hear anything as far as that. So it's it's been kind of... It's not been... Everything's been delayed, but there have been uh, more than a few that have been pushed back, and this is the latest uh, one. I would read you the uh, <laughs> uh, release from them, but you you kind of know where it's at from. Uh, we've we've heard this tale uh, before, right? 
Uh, there was an update to Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age, for its PS4 and PC um, versions that uh, they got. This adds the job reset function and additional Gambit sets, including inc- that were included in the later Xbox Ones and Switch versions. So finally, all four versions are on the same um, same wavelength. So version 1.08 for PS4 has that job reset function. The Gambit system has been expanded to three sets now, and uh, the official soundtrack has been added under the configuration menu for music. Uh, Version 1.0.4 for PC has the same things, um, except it... I'm not sure what that is. Removed third-party DRM. Duevo anti-tamper. Whatever whatever that means. If you are um, wanting to play this game, I highly, highly recommend it. Loved it the first time on PS2. This Zodiac Age version... Uh, plays better, looks better, and the uh, man that <laughs> that job system has been just uh, perfected on here. You can pick it up on the cheap now if you want it um, digitally. The P uh, PC version and uh, PlayStation Four versions, at least, are definitely on sale as part of that big in Japan uh, slash Golden Week sale. I think they're going for twenty four ninety nine right now. That's a pretty good deal. You could probably get it physically for um, a bit of a discount as well, but I'm not sure as to uh, what that price would be. So speaking of those sales, <laughs> indeed, we um, we got news. Uh, I'm not sure when this one actually started. It was just a little while ago, but um, oh, now I can't... Uh, I cannot find. I'm having some problems today with the old computer. Anyway, if you get onto whatever system that you have, even Steam included, there are all kinds of either big in Japan or Golden Week sales going on at the moment. I shared a story on uh, the Facebook page and actually broke down just the RPG category of it. Um, if you would like to get the the link to that, that'll show everything. I think there was 52 games that were under that designation. Now, if you have dealt with the PlayStation Store any, you would know that when you um, sh- choose a genre and uh, you put it on RPG, it doesn't always include everything. So that is not the be-all, end-all list, and vice versa. There's some titles probably thrown in there that you might not consider to be true RPGs, but it's the best way I have of giving you the, uh, the biggest list possible of things. Uh, there was a, um, the humble, uh, bundle.com. Also, I've got the link to that showing a bunch of good stuff of a bunch of, um, games for sale. Uh, in particular, the ones that jumped out to me is stuff like, um, Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. It's at 35% off right now down to 1949. So that's a pretty good little discount for a game that you'd unless you have a Vita and you want to pay extra for it, it's gonna be hard to uh just track something like that down. Uh like uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel down to twenty four bucks. Uh 
that's a pretty good deal if you've not gotten into that it's a good cheap way to get into it um as i've kind of said before you guys know i am a physical game collector so when sales like this come around i typically look at games that i could only get digitally so i definitely the ones that popped out to me were uh Final Fantasy VIII and um, the Star Ocean remake. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not. Funds are still a bit tight, and I've got plenty of games to play, so we'll have to see if I end up uh, picking up one or two of those or not. Um, there is a new trailer for Death End Request 2, and it shows off a, uh, a glimpse of the town Lecora, L-E, space, C-H-A-O-A-R-A, Cora, the game's sleepy European mountain town setting, and is home to the Wordsworth All-Girls Dormitory. So if you're interested in checking that out, you guys know where to head, either on um, Twitter or Facebook under JRPG Report. You can check out that new teaser trailer. The game is scheduled to release sometime on PS4 later this year. There was three new characters introduced for Mary Skelter finale. They are Gretel, Hemelin, and Suku. Uh, this was from the Compel Heart official website for them. Uh, first, Gretel is a girl with a with the nature of a mad scientist and is too honest for her own curiosity and somewhat lacking in morals. Well, I don't know any mad scientist who isn't lacking a bit in morals. Uh, she comes equipped with a ginormous Sith, or Scythe, is uh, literally as big as she is. Uh, <laughs> that is terrifying. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not somebody that you want to cross. Uh, you've also got Hamelin, who is a girl who calls herself Demon King. She was living alone in the underground caverns surrounded by Marichin. Uh While her ability to fight matches her pompous attitude, she tends to slip on her words where her words were important and makes a fool of herself, so it makes it difficult to take her seriously. And then you've got Soko, who's a gentlewoman who belongs to the Order of the Sun. Looks like a priest-like character. Uh, she joins the Order of the Sun in hopes of becoming a gentle and mentally strong woman. Those are the three newest characters for Mary Skelter finale. I think the total's up to like eh, seven or eight different characters that have all been uh, introduced so far, game's not coming out for a while. It's Japan only at the time, so we'll keep you posted if we hear anything about that. Uh, one other delay, I forgot to mention this one earlier. Uh, this is for the Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. Title update 4. It was supposed to come out in May. This one's actually just been uh, pushed back to an unannounced date at the moment. Um, this is from the development team quote, unfortunately COVID-19 related impacts on production have made it necessary to postpone the release of the fourth free title update voice over production for the Italian, Spanish and French language versions have also been affected and it will be replaced with simplified 
recordings. We'd like to apologize to all of our fans eagerly awaiting um, Tyrion's arrival in the New World, and we'll provide updates once we have new information to to share. Uh, Thank you very much for your continued support and patience. From all the development team of Capcom, safe, happy hunting, and stay safe. Yeah, so it's um, pushed back just a little bit on that one. There is a new roadmap that's been shared as well. Um, if you'd like to check that out, you know where to head to to check out that entire roadmap. If you were interested, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and I'll keep you guys updated once I hear something either which way. Let's take just a quick break here, have a word from our sponsors, and be back with a few more fun stories to talk about here on the JRPG Report, episode 110. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Again, my name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for listening to this weekly JRPG podcast each and every week. 100% family-friendly, clean, good, fun for your listening pleasure. If you've not gotten a chance, and if you have completed Final Fantasy VII Remake, check out our Sunday special. Me and Dalton um, talked at length about this game um i tried to keep it as spoiler free as possible but it was kind of made in mind of someone who had beaten the game and wanted to talk a little bit more about it without revealing to me plot points um in particular though even if you have or have not the second part we had a lot of fun with discussing which games we think need to get this remake treatment and then a couple of uh, sacred cows that definitely do not need this treatment. So head on over and download that. You can also check out its YouTube version as well if you just want to listen while you're pretending to work. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't forget to give us a like on Facebook, follow Twitter, I do some Instagram stuff. Um, like and subscribe on YouTube if you don't mind sharing those things. That's awesome. And we are, of course, always accepting new listener support. You can do so for as little as a dollar per month. I think there's also 5 and $10 options if you are super awesome and want to continue the quality content like you're listening to right now. Uh, we did have some Legend of Heroes news. First, there was a new web commercial for the Japanese release of the Legend of Heroes Ao no Kazeki, which is due out May 28th in Japan. Uh, it is a good look at it. This is the second game in the Crossbell series as Zero Nekoseki launched back on April the 23rd. This PlayStation Ver 4 <laughs> Fur option offers uh, <laughs> a fully voiced main story, high speed skip mode, 60 frames per second support high image and sound quality, the ability to skip battle cuts, cut-in scenes, and various user interface updates, and even features the appearance of some of the characters from Trails of Cold Steel. Falcom, I know you're not listening, but if somebody with influence (laughs) to Falcom is listening, please bring these two games over in bring it outside Japan to the West. We desperately love Legend of Heroes and we would love to play this series of games. Please, please, please make it happen. 
In other Legends of Heroes news, we got uh, yet again. Uh, we had the some of the stories about Hajime Nogaseki. This uh, new release uh, of information details the characters that uh, were kind of teased in this last news with some new images. And again, it's hard to talk about without some sort of spoilers and or just the fact that if you've not played not only the three Cold Steel games, but the fourth one, which has not been released in the West and aren't actually cognate of the entire game arc of Legend of Heroes, a, either you're not going to know who I'm talking about, or B, not necessarily know that they should be in this game, what their role could be, why they aren't something that they're not supposed to be, just all kinds of craziness. So I'm really not going to talk about it other than it's out there. If you want to do some digging, you can learn about it. I did share you know, the link on Facebook and Twitter, so you can check it out that way, but can't really... Uh, talk about that one too much unfortunately not going to be able to for a while <laughs> another week another update to the official website for vvv tunia and this time details the cloud so it was only a matter of time before a, a game based around technology and game systems started talking about the cloud and this is the place that acts as a base of activities for the four goddesses and those virtual idols um, they say the cloud is a management facility and base for activities for Neptune and the others. It's a place um, where they are summoned to the cyber world, as well as primarily summoned V idols can rest up. Uh, so, yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the cloud. Of of course, there's a cloud option in VV Tunia. That's that's the Neptunia way of humor. I would expect. Really no less from them. In kind of odd news, and Hans shared this with me the other day, um, Nintendo is closing down the Wii U and 3DS eShops for 42 Latin American and Caribbean countries starting on July 31st. And you may be like, well, why is the eShop even still open on the Wii U? Isn't that completely dead? You're not wrong in that. It's kind of just odd that it's for... These limited number of places, um, I mean, 3DS is for all um, for all purposes pretty much dead, and things have switched over to the Switch. I just thought it was odd that it's not kind of like an all or nothing type of deal, and it certainly will be at some point. Nintendo really wants you to be on their current system and not on... Um, not on their older ones. So I thought that was kind of odd. If you are affected, you, uh, I'm pretty sure I shared this on Facebook, so you might want to check it out, uh, the full list of those countries that are being affected. And if this affects you, you might uh, might not be too, too happy about it. Um, there is a new demo, which will come out tomorrow, April 30th, for Brigandine Legend 
of Junzeria for the Switch via the eShop, the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu Revealed. This demo will allow players to play the opening parts from the Norzelio Kingdom, one of six power players available in the full version of the, quote, Endless Fantasy War, unquote, Grand Strategy Simulation game. The game is not due out until June 25th digitally. However, if you are really wanting to get your hands on a physical copy of this one, there is now a way to do that. And that will be through Limited Run Games. They are they have a pre-open, uh, well, will have a pre-order uh, registration open for this starting on May the 1st. This will be a limited print Western physical release of the game. It uh, starts May 1st at 7 a.m. Pacific Time or 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, this pre-order will be open for four weeks, uh, I guess, unless they have tremendous demand for it, and they may have to cut that off early. And that, they did not say what that price would be. Let me, let me see. No, I still don't see a, a price for the digital version. Either. So there is a limited edition that I do have a price for, and that is $74.99. And you can also do this through limited run games starting on May the 1st. It includes the copy of the game, original soundtrack CD, a reversible 18 by 24 inch poster, and a Gustava emblem enamel pin. So if you are looking to uh, check that out, you can do so via the limited run uh, games website links for that on the Facebook and Twitter pages. Um, some very, uh, I wouldn't say naughty, uh, pirates, but definitely just people who were taking kind of advantage of what they gave them. Um, they were able to unlock the full version of trials of mana on Steam via the demo. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, this game uses the Denavo anti-temper technology. Um, surprising enough, the Japanese company released a demo of it on Steam. However, it appears that pirates could bypass that and play the full game via this demo. And as you can expect... Um, Square Enix had to pull it off of Steam. At least the demo. The full version is available, obviously. But yeah, that demo has disappeared. Um, you, I did not know this, but it was also noted that the uh, PC demo of Detroit Become Human also, um, also had this happen to it. And uh, they had to take the demo off of it. And it, it does... Bear mentioning that that demo is now available back again after they uh, fixed <laughs> fixed the problem. Um, but yeah, that's whoopsies. And, and you can only imagine that it only affected so many people who have that kind of knowledge to to do such a thing. However, you you certainly don't want a demo to be able to play the entire game. No word on whether or not Square Enix will put that demo back out on Steam um, 
either, but you know, they did go and ruin it for anybody who wanted to experience the demo, which is not only lengthy, but allows you to play with all six characters to see which one you like and allows you to save your progress so that you don't have to replay that two hour stretch or whatever again when then you pick up the full game. So if you're playing this one on Steam and uh, just wanted to check out that demo, you're just going to have to either do that on your Switch or PS4 instead. If those are not options, sorry. You can just blame the pirates as uh, they've kind of ruined that one uh, for you. Um, I don't... I enjoy mobile games as much as the next person. Actually, I guess probably less than some people. Um, And I have primarily not played on my phone, as I've said before. Big old fat fingers, not so good to try to play uh, games on your phone. I do like to play on the tablet. And, but one game, I don't care if I have to play this on my phone, if my tablet can't handle it. I'm excited about Tales of Crestoria. And you're like, dude, it's a mobile game. Doesn't look like one, guys. I'm sure those are those elements in there. They're going to have gotchas. They're going to have support. The game looks good, and I'm a Tales fan. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, actually, I'm not sorry, because this is what this game is made for. It looks great. It actually looks like it's turn-based, which I don't know how you would even attempt to do a Tales game on your phone that's action-based that just wouldn't work i'm looking forward to it plus it's got all the old tales characters making pop-ups in it and the one video i saw had luke in your party i'm excited for it it looks good i say all this because there was a final english trailer uh, released for it and it's pretty lengthy. I think it's over four minutes long. So you guys will want to check that out if you're interested. A brand new original story with brand new characters. I think there's five, six. Six original characters to go along with the older characters. They're trying something new. The story seems a little bit odd. But if you really think about it, all the tale stories are at least a little bit odd. <laughs> so if you want to check that trailer out... Um, this is due out for iOS and Android devices sometime in early June. An open beta test will run in early May. I've been trying to find where that is at and if you can sign up for it. It's not. Um, I did go ahead and pre-order it on my phone. So I don't know if I'll get some sort of email to participate in the beta that way. I could not find any additional information on how to sign up for that beta if that was even still possible. If that does come my way, I will pass it along to you guys. So feel free to check that. There's even a Japanese TV commercial for it if you want to check it out. But a good-looking game by mobile standards, it looks very good. Very much reminds me of like the PS3-looking uh, Tales games or uh, that quality. So I'm down for it. I'll let you guys know how it is when we get it sometime in early June. It's already been delayed, so it should be should come out just fine. I was very excited to see this one come across my desk uh, today, and that is 22 minutes of gameplay from Christ Tales. Um, we've not talked about this one in a while. It is still set to come out sometime this year in 2020. We do not have a firm or even season of release for it yet. Hopefully that 
is changed at some point. I've not got to check this one out yet. Like I said, it's 22 minutes long, and I kind of just jumped right into the podcast uh, today. Uh, the game is still scheduled to come out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC via Steam, and Stadia as well. So here's an overview of this footage in particular. Uh, the footage finds protagonist Christbell setting out from the bursting harbor of St. Clarity to solve a mysterious oh, excuse me, mysterious disappearance. By inquiring with neighboring townsfolk and using her incredible power to visit the past, Christbell discovers a lead which guides her towards a string of exciting battles and a grim realization. See how Crossbell's time-shifting skill aids her quest and answers and lends an upper hand in combat by watching the gameplay. That right there. That is everything of why I'm excited for this game. You throw in that it's turn-based. You turn you throw in the very appealing visuals, in my opinion. And with this time hook of seeing all three times at the same time on the screen, past on the left, present in the middle, future on the right, and those abilities, it sounds really cool. I want to check it out so much. It is um, a indie love letter to classic JRPGs. So it has all my intention. I want to check it out so much, and hopefully we'll get a release date for it sometime soon you can check it out if you would like over on the facebook page or twitter or just jump right onto youtube and uh, check it out i should i'm going to try to have that video up you can check that out as well um, if you are so inclined last thing i want to talk about and it's a little bit of a odd story you may not know about this one. I'm still trying to piece together exactly what it is. In Japan, you can get a Final Fantasy VII Remake Ultimania guidebook. This is not a strategy guide by any stretch. Um, and snippets of the developer interviews within have been posted online. Um, it... For lack of a better word, it kind of sounds like a roadmap um, for the series, as well as kind of talking about more in detail. Like, the first thing that this article talks about is a complete spoiler, and I will not say it. But, in particular, when talking to uh, producer Katase, um, they were asking about how many parts to this game there are. And here is his quote. We have a rough idea, but we haven't exactly decided yet. It's not something we can definitively say. The widespread speculation seems that it will be a trilogy. So he clearly had an opportunity to set in stone it was a trilogy. We all assume it's a trilogy. He says, uh, not so fast, my friends. Um, this game is going to be however long it is. Um, <laughs> when uh, uh, co-director Nomura asked how is the next uh, part going to be? He says that depends on how many parts there are. If divided into bigger parts, it will take a bit of time. And if into smaller parts, we'll be able to release it in a shorter span. Personally, I'd like to see it release sooner. 
by that logic, what he just says, that means a smaller part. Um, we all assume it's a trilogy because the PlayStation 1 game was on three discs and it was broke up in that fashion. If you take a thing about and say, okay, Midgar <laughs> represented, you know, maybe at best a fifth of the entire game of Final Fantasy VII. That's being generous. You could say they could stretch us out into five games. Who knows? Right? Um, I'll speak on that more in just a minute. It released the Ages of the Turks for the first time. I don't know really. Maybe that plays into something later on, but it was revealed that um, um, Rufus, Sang, Rude are all 30 years old and Reno is 28. Okay. Um, uh, finally, in a um, interview with Entertainment Weekly, Kadase confirmed that development is already moving forward on the next game in the series. Um, this was already confirmed back in November of 2019. So, here's my um, here's my opinion of what's going to happen. All right. Sit back, because it's a doozy, and this is not spoiler at all, right? I don't think there is going to be any time soon, and I may be completely wrong. I don't think there's going to be a Final Fantasy 16 coming along. I think all focus and all talent is on Final Fantasy the Remake. That's going to be their um, bread and butter. That is going to be what they're going to focus on for a long time. Um, how long? That remains to be seen. I kind of feel like we're going to get um, part two um, sometime 2022, if I had to guess. And we all know that part one ends in Midgar. I would dare say they're going to break this thing up. I was saying three parts as well. I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, so maybe they go like to Gold Saucer is where they decide to end at. I don't know. It's all speculation. And and this roadmap, you know, of Ultimate, kind of says that it's a long book. We're still getting bits and pieces out of it. I don't want to know a lot of it, to be quite frank, but I'm going to hear about things and I'll pass along non-spoiler material as I can. And maybe further down the road, we can talk about some of the stuff that's in it in more detail. Don't dive too much into online videos and message boards if you've not at least complete this game before you do anything. Because there's a lot of theories and a lot of speculation out there. And then there's a lot to speculate about. There's a lot has been changed. We all knew there was going to be changes, but you'll want to check that out. But that is really everything I've got for episode 110. Thank you so much for listening in. I still don't know what we're going to do for Sunday, but I'll figure out something for you guys and have a fun little show uh, for your Sunday special. This has been James Fisher for the JRPG Report, episode 110. We'll see you guys back next week for more news, hopefully on Wednesdays. And uh, But until then, get back out there and level up.